You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Streets, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Today. I don't know. I'm yeah, kind of lost his fucking well, get, get into the fucking What's cast, man. Problem, I got, dude? I got, I got, I got a juice yeah, overload. All right. So Aaron's running a high, a high juice level content, kind of like the uh, Tokyo reactors this week. Wait, <laughs> wait, Tokyo wait. We have week. to announce our show. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. Okay. We'll give it a good 45 minutes and then announce the show. Nobody even knows who's talking right now. Sure, they do. They've heard this before. They we... might think it's all in their heads. It's a calamity. Possibly. It could be. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not in your heads. Uh, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. You guys are listening to episode 58 of 58. Blue Yonder. 58. That's a lot of episodes, guys. Eight, eight, eight. That's like more episodes than 57 episodes. That's one more episode than Heinz has flavors. <laughs> it is. Wah, and, wah, and it's... Wah. And it's <laughs> 27 more episodes than Baskin has Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's oh, about uh, a million less episodes than we have bad jokes. <laughs> nah. I don't know. That was my only bad one. Uh, I can't think. I can't top that. All right. Well, let's get into the episode then. I have no juice this week, guys, but Aaron is running a juice overload. I a guess. surplus of juice. I'm kind of cranky because I thought today was going to be the first day I got out my motorcycle and rode it in anger. But, and because it's 75 degrees out. Yeah, so what stopped you? It's going to be kind of cold tonight, so I, I got my I got my thermal underwear on. See? Oh, God, put your pants back on, man. And uh, I got my heaviest jacket out. That's not and... called thermal underwear. It's called hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I went outside to the garage, and I started getting suited up, and I noticed there's a puddle of oil underneath my bike. Ooh. And I'm like, what the hell? Because, hmm. you know, my bike doesn't leak oil. And I noticed that suspiciously there's oil smeared all down the side of the engine where one fills it. And that the indicator gauge that shows me how much oil is in the motorcycle is like way overfilled. So I suspect my four and a half year old son and my seven year old nephew that were out in the, out in the uh, yard and garage area playing while I was doing some yard work last weekend uh, saw that. Uh, my, my bike was running low on oil and filled it about two quarts too full. Decided to help you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's kind of cool. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, I kind of laugh, um, because he's not there and I can't wring his neck. Um, <laughs> but I kind of laugh because you yeah, we do like, I've got him all these like fake tools. He's got mm-hmm. all these like craftsman tools and power tools. And we take this little toy car apart and all so it's like I can kind of see where he's thinking. I'm going to have to definitely correct him on that. But, uh, sure. yeah, that was kind of a disappointing. I'm going to have to now drain all the oil. And, God, I, I, try, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it's not going to be ruined. I had to say that. But um, so, yeah, um, I'm not sure how I was going to seg from there. but um, <laughs> You'll do it very awkwardly. <laughs> of course. Um, 
One thing I wanted to talk about is I had another personal anecdote that um, I actually want to recommend this. Everybody knows what Groupons are, right? Never heard of it. Um, well, <laughs> there's a site called Groupon where people <laughs> can buy, like, I guess, big ticket coupons. Yeah. Um, for, like, especially they have, like, social a deal outings. A day. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and a local deal a day. Um, there's this one place for the, I think it's called the Polinarium, but it's like a women's club here in Indianapolis and they host this, this wine tasting, but it's like an eight course wine tasting and dinner. And I thought it's like, okay, cause it's $75 for two people. And I thought kind of, you know, it sounded like a good date, but, um, and it was, and I thought it was going to be a wine tasting where they give you a little splash of wine, but they poured you like half a glass Hmm. each, each course. And you got like really good food. Like, there was, like, chicken uh, wellington, and there's really good salad, and there's really good dessert. There's, like, eight different things to try, and it's well worth the, worth the money. But halfway through the fucking thing, this woman lays on us that she's from Seattle. Oh, boy. And she's and she just now, – now, now, keep in mind, we all are in suit and tie. We are dressed in tie. We are sitting there at this place that has eight freaking forks, and we're trying to be high society. She's mm-hmm. drug us out here and put this thing on, and she starts to harangue the city of Indianapolis <laughs> for being low-cultured bullshit, oh, you God. know. What? Yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. And I'm thinking, it, 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 did, did, did uh, Eric and Jesse, <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> are they? Are, I'm being pranked. I expected like Jesse yeah. to pop out of like the waiter's uniform. No, no, no you be expect like, Ashton Kutcher to jump out with them. Yeah, and be like you've been punked. punked, and then like break a bottle of wine over my head <laughs> yeah. and thrust a crotch in my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was reminded of our uh, frenemy's personal arrogance. Yeah. Which I guess if you maybe wanted to see what all the horribleness is about, you could go to personalarrogance.com. Yeah, I personally would not You've got to spell it, it wrong. It's A-R-R-O-G-A-N-T-S. Yeah, throw, dot com. Throw all your knowledge of the English language out the window right. and you will be set. You can find their site. Right. Um, and so. it's very hard to listen to if you if you do go against Aaron's advice and sample their ship platters there. I mean, everybody on that freaking podcast talks with a lisp it's hard to fucking understand anybody that's fucking talking on the camera yeah i mean if you want to see a prime example of of horrible speech mispronunciations uh bad words low intellect you go to personalarrogance.com you'll find it and they drink you know yeah that might actually you know if they let me drink while i'm listening just to kind of spoonful of sugar make the shit go down i might listen more often a little harsh a little harsh (laughs) what do you think they actually show um a little harsh seriously though they're a little baseball heavy I mean, baseball. Huh? They can bag on Indianapolis for not having a professional baseball team. I don't miss it much. I mean, our AAA team. When I want to go out and eat a hot dog and have some Cracker Jacks and see baseball, like like I'm going to follow baseball. How see, lame is that? I've got a theory. I mean, that, it's not like we've had a, a, I'm not a, a fan a, of baseball, but I don't see what's wrong with it. It could be worse. We could have had a, like a professional basketball team taken from us. <laughs> well, here's the thing: hijacked I, by some hillbilly from Oklahoma City. Neither of them claim to know <laughs> anything about Indianapolis baseball, and yet somehow Jesse was dead on about the name of our AAA team. Well, I think it's now, the how joke. Does he know that? I think it's a joke because it's like, where would you expect for Indianapolis and Indiana, but to have Indians? Uh huh. No, you know? no, no. I think he knows more the, than he's letting on. Uh, he's 
He's intensely interested in the Indianapolis baseball scene. Could be. I think he so. He could have guessed Indianapolis Huskers, and that, that, makes, that could have maybe one been. one of us. in Nebraska. The Indianapolis Detasselers. <laughs> <laughs> the fighting Detasselers. Well, that's, that's, um, me, job, that's me at a strip but they, It's a noble job. But they've got this new thing that the, the, they're calling Panthi. The Pantheon. Pamphy, yeah. It's the Personal Arrogance Nerd Fitness Initiative. or Yeah, and I actually... You, I they name-checked you, yeah, Peter. Yeah, they shouted you out. They did, and I, I appreciate that. That's uh, what? How did they rope you I in? I think it's a great idea. Well, I was listening to the cast. I was going against your advice and <laughs> uh, lubed myself up pretty hardcore before I hit play. And <laughs> once I was actually, you know, out of my mind drunk and could understand what they're actually saying... Um, I heard this idea that they had about um, the fitness, and I thought, you know, geeks are pretty out of shape. They're they're onto something. That's a great idea. And Peter Street's getting a little too many spare tires around the middle. <laughs> you you kind of let let yourself go to sea a little bit. Let, let myself go a little too much. I want to go to sea. It's it's the uh, it's the wow. It's it's trying to I, I'm it's the depression from losing Warcraft after six years. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's what. Did yeah, it. you were a trim. You were a trim, <laughs> trim man, tall, fair. Mm-hmm. Up until a week ago, Shit, bam, shoulders pointy, squared, and, pointy elven ears. Yeah, and then like you just gone to hell. Like three weeks, I miss one cast, and you come in mm-hmm. all sallow and muffin tops and <laughs> tufts of hair coming out of your ears what's going on i really really regret that tramp stamp that i got <laughs> i am really at least it was homer's face with holding a donut right so. but now it looks like abe simpson since yeah. you've gotten all fat and doughy right no that's once you lose the weight again then he gets oh all yeah, gross and wrinkly yeah right. turn okay. into... but that's a great idea i think promoting a, a good Good health. Did you routine. sign up? Because I almost got the impression that you made some sort of commitment to these. Well, I, I tweeted that I was definitely going to be, you know, count me in. I, is, is there a sign up sheet or something? Do I think I, you just email them. You already you signed t- it. Tell them I what you're I going to do. <laughs> Here's yeah. the thing. The, you, I didn't make a dedication, though. I didn't say I was uh, definitely going to. They sound a lot more healthy than we are as a combined cast. <laughs> well, I will vouch I that know. Jesse is certainly thinner than I am. Yeah, think, you're a husky. Lad. That dude's got I nothing think, on me. I think he would. <laughs> yeah, fit, you're, you're, yeah. I think he would fit inside me like an endoskeleton. Like he could, <laughs> he could skin me and pilot me like a meat suit. <laughs> or he could slip his hand into my hand like a glove. Oh, aliens too, or alien stuff. Or like that cockroach in in the original mm. Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, but That's I, disgusting. they did motivate because I have, I, uh, it's been a while. It's been since like last fall that I did like a serious workout routine. So now I've kind of been reinvested, and I'm hitting the gym and doing boxing Mondays and Fridays, and I'm doing Tai Chi on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I started out my... Uh, Which Jim wants to... He's, he's, no, he's, no, I'm holding the he's, back, he's, man. He's, he's trying not to talk not shit about talk. Tai Chi. I'm not, Grandpa. All right. <laughs> I'm not... I mean, if you want to so go out there... What's so Grandpa about Tai Chi, Jim? If, if you want to move at about uh, snail's pace for <laughs> a good half hour trying to get to... Uh, out of Nirvana or wherever you're going, dude. <laughs> man, fine, I'm telling man. you, it's it's it makes it makes the sweat pop out my forehead. Can you tell me a little about it? I know nothing. Well, I mean, <laughs> you basically all you got to do is be 70 years old, move in really slow motion because of uh, I don't know hip problems, joint issues. <laughs> uh, that's that's about it. That's all Tai Chi is really. Really, well, Tai Chi yeah. is a series of smoothly blended together ka- kata. Is kata? Kata, 
Katana. Forms, Katana. you know, martial arts forms. Yeah, I've and seen there's people like, in like robes that, that swoosh their arms mm-hmm. through the air. And you have is like, that what it is? And you've, you've got like all these series of like you're doing blocks and then you, you come in and do punches and, and kicks and uh, you're you're doing gra- breaking holds and throwing people, but it's all pretend. And it's in slow motion. No, no, no. I mean, it's like some of it is slow, but the, they usually slow down when you're doing like a deep bend. Like when you're really getting down low to like transition and the slowness kind of increases the burn in your leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they really speed up when you're doing like a, a strike. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you, sometimes you like jump and you sl- stomp your foot. I think I saw. It looks YouTube badass. Video. It looks. Making fun of that. Once, where they had like a Tai Chi tournament. Right. And they had like two people going like super slow mo and then they yeah. would like tap their neck and it would like break their neck in half. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean I can see where Jim's saying that's like for grandpas and right. stuff. But you're saying it's a great workout is what you're well, saying. Well plus traditionally in China, I mean it's it's a it's practice as a martial art too. I mean like really? I like in you see drunken master, like there's this one big class doing you know, Tai Chi, but there's like different schools, just like there's different types of, you know, Kung Fu, mm-hmm. there's different types and, and styles. And the, the particular one that I'm learning, um, is almost kind of like, it looks like a drunken style. You guys have to watch cause there's a, a 65 year old <laughs> surprise, Asian surprise. guy that could kick your ass I bet he could. doing the, <laughs> like, it's, it's about, a, it's about a 20 minute, <laughs> like, cause there's like 150 some moves. Um, and each move takes, you know, like, 15 to 20 seconds to go through all the, the things. I think that <laughs> if you're fast, if you're fast. Damn it. When I say move, I don't mean like you move your hand. That's a move. I mean, there's a sequence. Me, it's like me reaching into the refrigerator doing Tai Chi moves. It would take me all I think night that is to get a drink. That, that's the extent of your working out right now. So let's like, let's, yeah. just, let's call a spade a spade. Whatever, I can do, dude. I can do chi- Tai Chi moves right into the bag of Doritos. <laughs> and then slowly up to my mouth. Yep. So that's all I'm doing. And I would like like to get because like i did two three years ago i did mini marathons and i'm a clydesdale that's too hard on my joints um mm, yeah so i think I, I would like to get to where i could do 5ks and have fun with them I like i'd like that, to get to a 30 minute 5k so it's like semi-competitive i think i just need to start like i need to get up and like find a place to actually do something in because so you could do tai chi or i live now. right well see that would be I maybe you something i would I would look at because right now I live in these ghetto ass departments. Everything's really tightly together and there's not, I mean, I could go out and walk around the facility, but I feel weird and I feel like I'm going to have to turn EO and dodge bullets. Just go beat up a teenager. What? It's almost summer. They're going to be walking around like, you know, (laughs) some 16, 17 year old cocky, just go up, just punch them right in the face. And I bet a workout will ensue. I have to do that like every day though. I, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, I guess. There, are we, are run we running short of teenage punks in this city? I don't think so. That's all we got in Indianapolis. Teenage punks so and old men idea. doing Tai Chi. I think though, <laughs> no shortage of them either. No, huh? I might want to check out that Tai Chi. You say you have a video? Tai yeah, I do. Chi. Right. Don't do Tai Chi. Well, he said I can do it in the living room. There's That's a lot all... of things you can do in the living room. You can I do push ups right and sit ups. Sitting... You don't have to look like an old man. Stra- get a fake beard too. You're gonna need it. You're a, a big long. You're gray a fucking beard. Tai Chi bigot. <laughs> He hates Tai Chi. I think he hates Asians. It's because of <laughs> oh is that yeah, what it is? yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. No, I uh, Tai Chi. Just you break up with one Korean gym, <laughs> and you paint and the whole right. region with the brush, the bush brush. I'm sorry, man. Tai Chi just doesn't do it for me. Give me a real martial art, and we'll talk. Uh, well, you're not capable of this a real guy would argue art. that Tai Chi is yeah. a real martial art. Hmm. Okay, I think maybe if you're building up and working up to something, it's probably fine. All right. Uh, so okay. personal arrogance. Our cast is moving about you, as fast as Tai Chi. If right you, you want to get in on the pan fee. Hurry it uh, up. I, my main topic is, I was thinking ever since PAX, actually, because you mm. go to this giant conference and there's 70,000 people there. And it's all this money being spent. Um, and someone casually mentioned, I think it was during the keynote address um, of whatever her name was. Jane uh, McGonagall. Professor yeah. McGonagall. She <laughs> said that uh, video games now are bigger, goggles. bigger than the rest of Hollywood, like bigger than the film industry as far as gross profit and all that kind of stuff. And I got to thinking, why are we still stuck at the kids' table? Why is video games such a fucking cultural ghetto? Why? I mean, why do we – we have G4 – and like, what's our video game awards? It's a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. it's on Spike TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? Why do we not? Why are we not getting treated like a serious medium? We've been out for like thirty, going arguably forty years. If you're talking about like really, you know, the very first video games, and it's been mm-hmm. a yeah. very popular cultural thing since like the '80s. Why are we still stuck? With this bullshit adolescent male fantasy crap, and we can't really get anything, can't get past it. The only thing I can speak on to that is that today I was watching an interview with some of the indie game designers. Among them was the guy who has an outrageous beard, by the way, who made, um, who <laughs> I made like him Minecraft. Already. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The dude. Uh, uh, it was a uh, three indie designers. Was his name like Mojo or Notch? Not yeah, but his okay. Oh, Mojang. They're Mojang, making something. Yeah. They also have Scroll dot com. You can go to because he's developing Scroll. another game. Scroll dot com. Yeah. Huh. I wish and he'd finish that one first. They Actually, saying, have some compelling. I wish he'd play. make it a game. Yeah. <laughs> awesome demo, dude. <laughs> They've got a one of them. I forget who it was, but it wasn't him. Mentioned that it seems like a lot of the development towards it being kind of a more serious medium is an indie development. Indie developers are kind of trying to push sure. the envelope, whereas larger companies are trying to establish a brand, you know, mm. the Mass Effect brand, the right. Dragon Age brand. They want a series that they can continue to cash in on, Call of Duty. You know, they want something that they can crank a so They're trying to make Police Academy. Oh, God, no. Over and over and over again. <laughs> no. I'm just Police saying that they're, they're they're trying to make a freaking franchise. Yeah, but they're trying to make it bigger than Police Academy. No, but that I'm, wasn't, those weren't blockbusters, man. I guess we're talking like, hey, yeah. I'll have you know, <laughs> the Police Academy 1, 2, and 3 were solid pieces of entertainment. I, uh, hey, <laughs> I am not knocking Police Academy itself. I'm just saying they weren't the huge budget blockbusters. That but we're he, getting. he goes on to speculate that um, the just like the film industry didn't like launch until like the 1920s, you know, and it mm-hmm. started to. And he named one of the films that started to get that art form to be kind of the preeminent art form that it became in the 20th century. Right, film was preeminent, and he said that doesn't necessarily mean it was superior to other forms of art in the 20th century. It was just the preeminent form of art. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that the 21st century is going to have, you know, the video game be its preeminent form of art, but we're still in like a 1905 slim yeah. flam kind of stage with it right now. Well, and that makes total sense. Because that was his synopsis. I agreed with 20 him. years into the movie industry, 
it was not the industry that we have today. I mean, we've had 100-plus years mm. to develop film uh, as yeah. an art form, to develop film as an industry. Film that we wait. We don't even know what a game really is yet, to be honest. We haven't figured out what to do with this medium. I so know how what can a game it possibly... is. Give me that. I want to play some Angry Birds. I'm playing Bejeweled, man. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I got Aaron hooked on Bejeweled, too. So, uh, so Actually, we actually Aaron. had a brief discussion so of Bejeweled strategy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I've not ever sunk up to a lower spot. Yeah, a powwow. A Bejeweled powwow. <laughs> what well, makes you say that... we don't know what a game is, though? I mean, that's a bold we have, statement. We haven't really discovered what games can do yet. Yeah, but here's the we thing, guys. We don't know guys. how to use them. I, I agree, and like, there's a lot of you could even say that Hollywood, you know, modern filmmaking didn't start till the '60s and '70s. That people were stuck recreating Broadway musicals. Uh, this and is plays. what I'm saying. We're creating movies from games. But I'm saying that from the get-go, Which movies was taken seriously by society, and there was movies that appealed to old people and young people and uh, women and children and men. This industry, 30 years later. It's still 95% shot at 18 to 35-year-old, you know, arguably white males. Mm, that's changing a lot with Facebook games and web-based games and Wii, you know, like Tai Chi for Wii is yeah, really Yeah, but Facebook games are scenes. like devolved devolution. They're like, you know, everybody has gone back to the 80s and dumpster dive through Atari cartridges and like released, you know, shit onto Facebook. I'm talking about... You know, like Heavy Rain, although I was kind of disappointed. In... I enjoyed that game. Did you finish it? Did no. You beat it? No, you because beat it? I thought it was kind of an elaborate marionette show. Okay. I mean, there was like, they, they talked. <laughs> <laughs> expand, expand on that. Well, I don't know what like, your people I thought like, it was I like these... two galaxies blending together slowly over eons. I've read this review where a guy's like, you know, I had complete control over how how fast i opened the car door oh, and God. like i opened it fast and then i opened it slow and it gave a completely different dramatic and i'm like bullshit and then i had my grandfather open it like a tai chi master <laughs> <laughs> i sat there for four hours i slowly reached for the potato chip <laughs> and i was one with the cinema <laughs> i don't know like, i mean I've i guess never heard anybody the, claim that it's like the closest thing i've seen to like video games as art or as a serious medium that Anyone I can think of that give a fair chance to play would like it is like Shadows of the Colossus. Well, I mean, I'd say that's, you know, you I mean, kind of have to like fantasy. You kind of have to know what boss fights are. Shadows I don't of the think Colossus so. My ex, my ex, who was not a gamer, mm -hmm. uh, played that start to finish. So you're considering, and I, I want to go back to this, but your beef with gaming is that we're still kind of... You know, developing, and we're not necessarily not, a real art. Maybe I haven't communicated because it's what's what that bother, bothers me too. But I guess we don't take ourselves seriously yet. Because if you're talking mm -hmm. about accessibility, because you mentioned your ex and how she never played a game, and yet, woo she picked up Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, well, there are millions of people out there right now who've never played a game, but now Please. that games are Please. now that there's Farmville and that there's Wii Sports, they've played a game. Yeah, it's so a gateway. I mean, um, so, so, I'm just saying you that, said that those new forms weren't sophistication, so you're kind of making two different points. There's accessibility and sophistication. I don't think a sophisticated form of entertainment is always very accessible. I think sometimes it's not accessible until maybe. You know, you've, but you've what I, I guess somewhere. I'm arguing is that we don't take ourselves seriously, and you know, because we were Jim and I, Jim and I, 
I was waiting for that. We're Dot talking com. after packs. We're talking about ways to like you know get the cast to be more popular and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, what we need is a hot geeky girl. And it's led to discussion of like, it's true. Re- like, like we are so kind of like, I guess pathetic. We don't take ourselves seriously. It's like we go ape shit over booth babes. We laud praise on Felicia Day, and you know, we, like, no, 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 no. Do we, not lump me in with this bullshit because well, I, you're getting, I lumped, do though. not do any of that stuff. What I'm saying is like, because <laughs> booth babes don't phase me. Felicia Day does not phase me. I'm just saying that she's got several million Twitter followers that are okay. following her because she's like. I don't think the guild is that good. I don't either. I it's don't well like made. it at all, actually. I like the guild. It's well made. I think it's obvious it's stereotype funny. joke after obvious stereotype joke. Right. And it's not funny at and all. And it has a relatively cute female lead, and that's why it's popular. Yeah, and like G4, absolutely. every single freaking show has to have a hot mm-hmm. so-called female gamer that they think they can appeal. Yeah, Chestica Robot. and Right. It's like because it's like I... Jessica Chobot. You know, the Penny Arcade. <laughs> Jessica Robot? Yeah. <laughs> Is that Chobot? what they call her on the internet? <laughs> oh, no, that's what I call her. Jessica Robot? That's hilarious. <laughs> but, like, you know, the Penny Arcade guys make fun of the, you know, the like the magazine ads in the late 90s and the 2000s where guys, like, got a controller. And he's, like, you know, it's, like, really, yeah. really attractive model guys. Like, his face is all controlled. He's, like, uh, you know. Yeah. I know yeah. the listeners can't see that. Like a, like a funny. Wii commercial from Thank a year God. ago. Right. But, like, we don't really take our – and they're like, oh, that's stupid. It like, looks down on gamers. But it's like I don't think we have a lot of self-respect for ourselves. And the other thing is when I see these video game publishers, they are so freaking needy. Like, they lose their shit when Roger Ebert, like some old guy that doesn't have a functional jawbone, <laughs> says that they're not oh, producing art. They lose their shit, man. I love Roger Ebert, Sorry, but Roger. come on. Sorry. You're a dick about video games and any kind of modern Yeah, he, he's, I don't he's like a Luddite. Clueless. He's clueless as to the potential of the medium, I think. Right. I kind of agree with the uh, whoever it was on Personal Arrogance that said, why didn't cancer finish him off? Because <laughs> uh, they I said... really can't stand that wow. old fucker. Oh, come on. I just... It's just because he, he's rich enough to afford a jawbone. I have a jawbone. A Bluetooth headset is not that expensive, people. Oh if you can't afford the jawbone, too, then get the icon. I mean, yeah. they're only like 80 bucks. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I I, I don't feel I like... I think we're still in our adolescence. If that's what you're yes. trying to say, I totally agree with you. And okay, how are we going to get out of it? What is it going to look like? We, we are already doing it. I think... Do we need to? I think <laughs> in the 80s, you got this, you have this problem with trying to make games more like movies. Uh-huh. And I think that was a huge step backwards. That's not what the medium's about, right? You're talking about We're like not... the FMV craze, like the Wing Commander. FMV craze, um, the JRPG stuff. Um, it's trying to tell this linear story with these quote-unquote interactive story elements that or interactive gameplay elements that don't do anything to enhance the story and only serve as a barrier to seeing the rest of the story that's playing out in a linear fashion like a movie. I think that was a misstep, and now we're coming back from it because we're getting a lot of games. Even the Facebook games, stuff like this, is exploring the territory of what games can be. And I think that's a good direction to go in. We're, we're exploring it. We're trying to figure it out, but we're not there yet. Let me ask you this. Eh, what I if video games aren't art? What if they aren't art? Yeah. What if they aren't art? What if there that's can be... That's a hard be, sentence, first of all. What if video games can be art, but I don't, I'm starting to think that maybe the majority of them aren't. Is there a difference maybe between interactive entertainment and video games? I because I, like I look back at like mm-hmm. the FMVs that were basically choose your own adventure books, 
mm-hmm. and think of that's kind of more of just like a point and click adventure. It almost doesn't feel like because I downloaded today uh, Back to the Future episode one, which you can get for free, by the way. Anybody listening should go pick it up because it's kind of cool and it's free. But not until they give me ten dollars to play it. <laughs> Free's not good enough. Uh, but nah. it's like a, it's an old market. school adventure game, Sam and Max style. You yeah. know, you point and click it to solve things. You just need a single hand to play it. If you got a oh hand, my oh, kind oh, of game, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your other hand can be yeah. doing something else. And which my perhaps, perhaps manipulating a joystick. And I'm thinking, you know, this is this doesn't feel like a real game to me because it's just so simple. You're just pointing and clicking on things, and that's it. That's literally it. And you're making decisions on what to say to NPCs. And it kind of felt like the old Wing Commanders, where you kind of have this chat wheel and you make some decisions. It's almost like not. A game to me. I think there's some, there's uh, games can be anything. Games can be game, games can look like that. Games can look like Super Mario Three. They can look like Call of Duty. They're just all over the map. So games don't have to be a certain set thing. I don't think. Well, like Mike from Penny Arcade, he's Gabe. Um, he said that his argument. Is he the bald one? No, he's okay. He's, <laughs> That's the only yeah. way I know them apart. Bald move. <laughs> he's the non-bald guy. Okay. Um, he's the skinny one. Um, sorry, Jerry. Oh, he he's a little fatter. Sorry, it's okay. And he took I your game, Aaron, you bastard. <laughs> you go do some Tai Chi. I'm just, hey, you know, I don't hate. I'm a, I'm, I'm a robust man myself. He's a little chunky. What I'm saying is that Mike's argument about this is he instantly dismissed what Ebert was saying and said, how can hundred, dozens and sometimes hundreds of artists working for years to produce art come up with something that is, in the end, not art? And my retort is, because something has art does not make it art. Like, most most commercials on the Super Bowl have <laughs> tons of artists working on them and makeup yeah. artists and special effects artists and cinematographers. But no one's going to argue that's art. I mean, other than Andy Warhol type shit, commercial mm-hmm. art is not art. And, you know, like board games have art, but they're not art. Mm-hmm. Why are we so concerned that video games are I mean, I think we should take ourselves seriously as a medium, and we should, you know, video games can make us feel things. But I don't know that they necessarily have to be art, or maybe they will be I art. I don't really need the validation here, though. I think we've got one thing going on where you have people who are looking for the Roger Eberts to finally put their stamp of approval on it, and the James Camerons and the, the big directors to actually look at gaming and go, oh, that is an art form from their lofty throne in the heavens. And then suddenly, you know, it's official. Yes, it's an art we're form. Doing art. Who cares? Like, if, if you like gaming, why do you need that affirmation from someone in a different medium who doesn't even understand your medium? I don't know. Fuck them. And my, uh, I go back to this other comment the indie developer said today. He said that um, um, he got started to make games, and a lot of indie developers do, just because they love games they want to make a game that is fun whereas a big industry like a lot of electronic arts franchises they want to make a money machine they Mm. want to they're doing it for different purposes right so i think that the indie developers have it right whereas if gaming is going to get more sophisticated it has to be made by gamers for gamers not because they want to poop out another sequel in time for christmas I don't know. I think it's a dichotomy that a lot that an indie developer that's that's something he wants to fervently believe. But I think like again, Shadows of the Colossus came out from a big house. Well, yeah. Let, let me throw this out there uh, in regards to the point that you made just a second ago, Aaron. 
um, that uh, let me compare video games to board games for a second. Um, board games would would you say that board games in general are art? No, but they have no, art. But they're, they're not. They, art. they have art in them, no doubt. I mean, the box cover game. is art. They're a game. They're a game. I would not call them art. However, there are some that could border on that. I mean, like if you're if you're talking about um, what's the board game? I can't think of the name of it, but the one Chess. where you're you're <laughs> you're putting people into trains and you're shipping them off, oh. and eventually, like through the course of the game, you learn. Ticket oh my god, I've been no. Oh my god, I've been sending these people to death camps to be burned oh, alive fuck. by Nazis. I don't know. What is that? Yeah, what is that there, game? <laughs> there's, a, there's a game that's like that. I can't think of the name I did of play it. this one game where Let's I was running this, game. like, sugar plantation, and, like, halfway <laughs> through the game, I realized I was a slave master. Yeah, yeah. And I was well, like, I, 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 I couldn't take enough showers when I got back to the hotel room to well, clean myself. That's the thing. Like, can, can board games transcend into an art form? Does it have to have that emotional impact to be considered art? I uh, feel like it does. Yeah, I mean, and I why? feel like that... That kind of puts video games in two separate classes. Some of them are art. Some of them are not art. I, I mean, consider something to be artistic if it's try if it's um, using a medium to try and express something. Yeah, now, me too. I mean, that doesn't mean that it has to have this big, weighty, dramatic impact on my yeah. soul. Sure, but does some... farm, what does Farmville express? Absolutely nothing. Mm. The yeah. craven manipulation of your friends. I've never honestly <laughs> played Farmville, so I can't really right. speak on it. Maybe there is something there, but I can see what you're going for because right off the top of my head, I immediately have a blank. What, what does Bejeweled express? Anything? I can't think of any message that it's trying to convey to me other than play this game. Well, but, there's, isn't but, there but look at a lot of pretty, modern art. Yeah. I mean, like you go to the IMA and they actually have a exhibit. That is literally a hole in the wall mm-hmm. that is lit in such a way that if you look at it for long enough, the hole kind of like seems to fade in and out of colors. Hmm. I, I didn't feel anything about that. I thought Kinda it was interesting. Neat, and then, of course, I, mm-hmm. I had to spoil the illusion by walking up and looking at, you know, and actually seeing how it worked. Yeah, looking over the edge. Um, which really pissed yeah. off the person I was with. But, you know, <laughs> I'm an investigator. Yeah. Deal. Um, but I'm like, that's not, I can't, I don't know that that's really art. Well, and then there's another exhibit the where you sit on a wooden stool and there's all these like wooden crates mounted on the ceiling and on the, uh, on, like... on, on, on the walls. And you hear this like, over here, over here. I have neighbors. Over here. While you're sitting on that, I'm like, what the hell? I mean, is that art? I mean, yeah. someone thinks it is. I think hmm. that that could be considered art because, like love, art is in the eye of the beholder. Hmm. So it's in the eye of the person that looks at it. If you look at a bejeweled yeah. screen and somehow get inspired at the twinkly <laughs> glitter coming off of the gems, then you know, so you, maybe you got an artistic experience out of it. But well, the, point, the point I'm trying to make is we don't have to ascribe an, all games as an art form. Why are we trying to defend Farmville as an art form? Why are we trying to defend Bejeweled as an art form? I would certainly say that something like Shadow of the Colossus is an art form. Something like God of War, something like Final Fantasy is an art form. Because these are telling compelling stories, whether they do it effectively as a game yeah. or as a film whatever. I tend to agree to the fact that like, when you have a story and you know things that move you, then that's probably art. And yet I've played some great games that I wouldn't necessarily consider that have done that. Like, um, And you guys have recently too, like Minecraft, for example. That's not sure. necessarily 
you know, an See, art form, but people can take that sandbox and they can adapt can it make and they it can art. make art out of it. Yeah. But yeah you it's can't not trying blanket, to tell a story. It's, I don't think you can blanket say all games are art, and I definitely don't think you can blanket say no games are art. I don't games think are that not you art. Definitely, I don't think a, you, ha, you have to have a really artsy game to have a pleasurable time. I mean, oh, some, absolutely, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I, I mean, like you're always playing Bejeweled. You must have some fun playing it. No, and no it's it, not really. It's just a, <laughs> it's it's just a compulsion. It's a time, you have to have your mind waster. stimulated at all times. Uh, yeah, I see. Let well, me ask you this. I mean, I've enjoyed games like Super Mario Brothers, and I don't think that it's a huge, uh, you know, leap to admit that it's not really something I'd consider to be an art form. It's not telling a compelling story, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And what about something like Super I Mario Galaxy? That when I saw it, it was just so beautiful that I I was wept. blown away. <laughs> I wept and shit my pants. <laughs> not uh, in that order. Did you Jim think it was going to be a fart? <laughs> no. Uh, but but like it was just such a beautiful game. The music came together with the images being displayed on the screen. That's cool. And I was. I was almost moved to emotion by just the by just I've had witnessing that the game with a game or two in my time. Even though it's well. not telling a story, right. it's just showing me something interesting and beautiful. Right. I, I I think there is a problem here because we started talking about sophistication and gaming finally breaking free from adolescence, mm-hmm. and Heavy Rain tried to do that, but it tried to do that by making games more like the previous motion picture industry. Don't try and make video games emulate another medium to validate video games as a medium. I think video games, interactive entertainment is its own thing and it can stand up by itself. And I think it can be fun whether or not it has an artistic premise or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And to finally break free from this adolescent phase, that's like where the question lies. I really think that a lot of the gamers are people like us like i'm just 30 years old i'm relatively young still you're 29 right jim yeah i mean you're still in your kicking 20s 20s. i'm in my 20s yeah we grew up playing these games so it's kind of like the audience is still kind of in this kind of you know, young kind of young white male mindset, and sure, it's still in its we, infancy. I like guess we said. my thing yeah. is, you know, should we take games seriously? I mean, should is that a concern? I mean, what does that even mean? I think I take games seriously. How would I take a game seriously? Like, what do you mean? By I'm just that? saying, like, when we go to conventions, we should not act the fucking fool. Why not? That's part of. That's the what I'm saying. I'm not. I don't know the answer. I'm like. So you're asking the question. Yeah. Should, like, should, should we? we act should we? Fool? Should we take it more serious? Should we? I mean, because games. I think that's part I, of the gamer culture is that we do play, play yeah. games, and that makes us more playful. That's like there. Where is the serious like um, scholarly mm. podcast that breaks down video games? There isn't one because we're too ironic and playful about it. And yeah. you know, it's I mean, you like, have review sites. If that's a place. problem, then we're fucking part of the problem. Yeah, but even review sites are like they're like reviews in the sense that motorcycle magazines have reviews. <laughs> yeah. it's got they're this not... many uh, horsepower. And this well, and plus it's like you know, they, and, and it's all very much about it's got pavement rippling power, power <laughs> of the arm stretching variety. Sure, sure. Feels like pushing fast forward on a VCR. I mean, that's the kind of shit you get in video game reviews, where they're either tearing the video game a new asshole because it sucks. Or they're talking about how badass it is or something. But it's not 
you know, very few and far between do they talk about how moving a game is or what an experience it was because there's games like that are few and far between. Exactly. I'm, I'm, my whole so thing, is it a problem? I think, is we don't have to try to lump all games into the same category, is my, is my opinion. Like, we don't lump all movies into the same category. Would right. you say that Crank is art? Oh, God, no. Or <laughs> The Last Action no. Hero? Yeah. Actually, I would say Crank approaches <laughs> art. Actually, you're right. That was a bad example. Yeah. But if you're talking about, like, Jackass. collateral damage, is that yeah, art? Is right. Commando art? No, right. what, these aren't art. Hey, what, we're picking on Arnold here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't do a lot of arts, art house films. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. As really soon as he didn't. goes to the indie studios, That's jingle true, all man. the way. I mean, you didn't think that was <laughs> no. So Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh. Now he raised the movie to an art form. Yes, with his uh, performances. Right. Right. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like we don't even attribute all movies with the the title art. Yeah, but like I said, it's true. Maybe we're lumping games together as a single thing when they're really it's a broader. It's a broader. I'm just space. saying that the just because there are crazy ass movies doesn't make people take movies as an as a medium. Yeah, I'm not going to call it an art form as a medium less serious. And that's the You're mistake that Hubert is making. Yeah, he he's lumping all games together. Right. That's that's not the way to do it. I ask him if he thinks Collateral Damage was art. Well, he'd say, yeah, he'd say that not all the films, not all movies are art, but there are films that are, and he's saying video games can never be no, art. He wouldn't say because that at all. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. No jawbone, but I mean, he <laughs> yeah. would probably sign it or type it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd like flesh hang it, the de- flesh mandible. Oh, to death. I think that Pax here's, is here's, when he talks, it sounds like this. No, don't. Ah. Uh. Really? Really? That's where we're taking the cast. That's this, why. This will be the if, last if, if episode taking, of Booyah If Yonder. taking video games and nerd culture seriously is a crime, then we are fucking... Or not seriously is a crime, then we are fucking criminals. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're smooth criminals. <laughs> anyway, so that's where I sit with it. I think games can be art. A lot of games are not art. Let's... Let's figure it out. I but think NFL Blitz is not an not RC game. Art. But yeah. I think that... Um, Portal 2 might very well be. Yeah, you know? sure. So it doesn't mean that the medium gets judged just because it's very diverse. I think that gaming space is probably the most diverse space out there. And film wasn't necessarily that diverse maybe when it got started because yeah, you had to have kind of like a dedicated budget to make your project and to to perpetuate that project mm-hmm. and now with like PSN and Steam and you know app stores and the marketplace and all these places where indie developers can release titles and people are playing all this kind of diverse stuff i think that it's such a overwhelming space maybe it's easier to lump it all together but i think it's it's a diverse space gaming's very diverse yeah especially when you think about the the combination of uh, video and audio that goes into making films. Well, now they've got the new element of interactivity that goes into making games. I mean, when you were talking about the old black and white uh, before even the talkies, like we're talking <laughs> about no audio whatsoever. There the were things talkies. you little, literally could not do with film as a, as a medium. You just couldn't do it. It was impossible. So fart jokes did not work. Fart jokes, not no. Couldn't I mean, you just see a guy pinching his nose. It could be yeah. a, a plate of asparagus. Limburger you don't cheese. even know. Yeah, who B-O. knows? Yeah, unless you had like an obvious shot of the butt crack, an ass in his face. Yeah, yeah maybe. 
but there, yeah, but the, last. the, the limitations like are sometimes and... good though. I think limitations actually stimulate the imagination sometimes. And sometimes, right... but there's a lot of stuff you can't do. I mean, we we wouldn't have had Independence Day without CG. We wouldn't have had plenty well, of movies without CG. And, that's, um... and you can argue whether or not you would like yeah, to have Independence Day. Thing. But the Lord of the Rings trilogy couldn't happen without CG. Could not have sure. happened. Yeah, at least not as well. Yeah, but Narnia, you're not getting without CG. You're not going to get a lion to do that shit. No, they they artistically <laughs> blended different effects methods. It wasn't just CG, but it was no. But you couldn't do Lord of the Rings the way it was without CG. Lots of it. Minas Tirith. I mean, I argue that they took the correct approach and not the Lucasian approach where everything was CG. Yeah. But, like, without the massive engine and, you know... Yeah, but then you have the two, the dichotomy there, whereas Lucas took technology, and none of us, I would say, are going to admit that the prequel trilogy of Star Wars was art. It was Mm. kind of, you know, shit. There was art in it, but... Yeah, but, I mean, the whole vision together was, Mm. was not really artistic. Um, and then Lord of the Rings actually took technology and used it to help support the artistic cause of telling a story. Sure. So, um, yeah, I just, I just think that as we explore the medium more, we'll understand it better. We'll know what we can do with it and we will be able to leverage new technologies and our understanding of it to create art, to create whatever we want with it. I, I, I think it can be art. It can't be art, whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, what else is on the table tonight? Um, I've got a couple other things. Go for it. Um, I want to talk about the concept of the Blue Yonder Curse. Mm. I got to thinking about that because no sooner did I release a cast saying that the Japanese reactors are okay than... And I still think there's a lot of hysteria and a lot of this is not based in rational fact. But the truth of the matter is the situation has gotten much worse. Um, they are, have higher radiation. They're talking about, you know, maybe, uh, there's, there's stuff leaking into the seawater. They're not mm-hmm. able to get the, the, the cooling stuff. And it looks like there's a lot of corruption, um, and bad policy and that went into the maintenance of these reactors and stuff. Um, I still think that my original point, especially when I posted that site that showed that like coal power literally is a hundred times more dangerous even if you accum- if you count all the reactor disasters, all the Chernobyls, all the potential cancers, it's still less lethal than coal, and certainly better for the environment. Um, it's not as maybe rosy, and I as, as 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 I thought, and I just thought it's funny that literally the next day after the cast released, or I think the morning of the cast, I was listening to it and I saw an MSB NBC that workers had actually suffered radiation burns oh, from wading through water that they thought was harmless out of the reactor. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So I started thinking like every single time I've gotten excited or made some bold claim on blue yonder, it's immediately <laughs> turned to shit. Uh, scientists <laughs> discover new, uh, new form of arsenic based life. No, not uh, so much. Uh, the 3DS is going to revolutionize gaming, and people are going to just walk by and look over your shoulder, and, oh, my God, how cool that is. Nah, not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the Expendables is going to be the greatest movie ever because it's got so many <laughs> badasses. Nah, kind of sucked. Like, yeah. what the hell, man? Every single time thing we talk up turns to shit. It, it's the Aaron curse. Next week, Aaron. No, no, no. You can't Aaron pin all this curse. shit on me. Hey, man, you're the it's one who's Aaron saying it. Curse. All right. I'm just saying that it's starting to be. Made? It's starting to be like the the Madden 
the Madden cover curse. No, I hold true to my claims on the 3DS, at least to the extent that I think it can be. Uh, can can, can, can we play back uh, last week's cast? Oh, <laughs> uh, where uh, he said skip the Nintendo 3DS? Yeah, and how he's frankly disappointed uh, and he's not having the 3DS. Much fun. Hey, wait a second. I said <laughs> skip the 3DS, and for now, I said that for now. when there gets to be some good software releases, buy it. Maybe wait for a price drop. I still think it's going to be the next big thing in handhelds. So I just, well, but think that's that because it I is should the have big known, thing in handhelds. Well, I should have known that. You know, frankly, when it comes to my best purchases in technology, it's never been being an early adopter, and I should yeah. have known that. People who are early adopters get burnt by. Mm-hmm. Um, a system that ends up getting redesigned. Superior for cheaper. Superior for cheaper with a library of titles. Mm -hmm. You know, why not wait? I'm going to probably not stand in line for, you know, or or get launch day releases for a while after this last experience because it just went to show me how it seems like every time I'm an early adopter on something, I get burnt. And like with the PS3, I waited like two years and then got it, you know, an amazing deal on it and yeah. a bunch of great software that I played for all the of the slim last edition. Year. It was great. So maybe yeah. maybe in a year, maybe in a couple of years it'll probably be a huge thing. I I don't <laughs> think that that uh, I think the only way I went a little off track was that I was expecting it to be bigger and more immediate. And I was a little disappointed at the 3D not being Something that you could experience from every single. I don't think they're ever going to fix that with the technology. I mean, they might come up with cool. And I did think that virtual alternative reality game was kind of interesting to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know cool that they're concepts. ever going to fix uh, the field, the, the angle that you can see that because just by the nature it's, of it, yeah, it's, it's almost a technical like a physical impossibility. Yeah. yeah, you can wear glasses and mm-hmm. get and uh, enjoy a wider field of view. Although there's diminishing returns. I mean, oh, is there? Oh, I mean, angles? everyone says the optimum place. Yeah, I mean, the the place to watch a 3D movie is dead center in the film. Uh, like, the, the mm-hmm. more you go off to the side, the worse that that's the, the, it just doesn't line up right. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of old like TVs that were uh, projector style. You had to pretty much watch them dead on. You know, old yeah, projector or it just TVs. turned to like a blue, a yeah, purple mess. It just fades out. Yeah. Uh, I actually wish my lap- laptops were like that because, like, I was watching an episode of Mad Men on a flight. Uh, I think it might have been to one of the Paxes, and it was the one episode where Don Draper was getting in bed with a twenty-year-old in California, uh-huh. and it like went from zero to whoa, sexy in like five seconds, and I was like <laughs> scrambling to like, like my mom walked in watch on me watching porn, like doing the whole like, hey, hey kid, I'm like, it would be nice to have a little bit of privacy on, on yeah. the, the viewing angle of those damn things. Yeah, you yeah. can with 3D. Just has to be turn 3D on. <laughs> turn 3D on. The 3D Woo! switch. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was funny that like the few things I've gotten on a soapbox about on Blue Dude. Yonder has just gone to. Next week they're going to announce that Tai Chi is not a martial art. <laughs> <laughs> tai Chi is bad for your heart. <laughs> uh, well, at least boxing won't cause Parkinson's. Tai Chi master. Oh, oh, shit. Too late. oh damn. Um, mm. Wow. Well. I think that we fall gracefully every time we go out on the limb. So I do think we also have a little couple after-action reports on games. I want to talk about something that's fairly topical. Um, I played this little great little game from Pixel Junk, which is an indie studio. Ooh, and indie. they had a Pixel Junk shooter that came out about a year and a half ago. Well, they just released Pixel Shooter 2. 
I picked them both up off the PlayStation game. They're about ten bucks a piece. And my son and I plowed through the first um, God, several you hours. You are turning into an old man. Doing Tai Chi, you just called it the PlayStation game. Yeah, you did. I picked it up off the PlayStation game. <laughs> That's true, you did. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing I there? picked it up off the internet. <laughs> uh, You're talking about the PlayStation Network? Yeah, the PlayStation Because you said that you just picked it up off shit. the PlayStation I game. did. It was my PlayStation game that I picked it up off. And I watched See, Star Tai Trek. Chi does that to your head. <laughs> and I watched that and Star Wars. And you washed your dishes. I watched that Star Wars movie, The Darkham Raider. And <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, it is really fun. So it's got the classic control scheme of like the Berserk style where you move with one joystick and you shoot with another. Or no, you don't, oh, yeah. but you, you rotate and then like you, Geometry Wars. Yeah, and you fire with one thing. But then you, you also have uh, with the one trigger, the right trigger, the, the trigger trigger. Oh, right, But you also right. fire a grappling hook with the other trigger. Hmm. His grappling hook allows you, the conceit of the, the games are you're tunneling, you're, you're doing a rescue operation for these miners that are stuck on an alien world. And there are these guys that are like, you know, in these like little environmental suits and they're like, hey, rescue us. Too and you soon. come up. Too kind of, soon. <laughs> the Chilean miners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unlike all the Chilean miners, I killed a few of these motherfuckers. Oh, God. But um, it's kind of the descent style. Very descent. Like, you know, you're going oh, down there really? to rescue those guys. Huh. It's, it's 2D. But what's really cool is it's got very accurate fluid dynamics. So, like, there's water in levels and there's lava. And you can, like, deform, shoot the terrain so, the, like, the lava drains from one level to another. Or you can spray water mm. on the lava to turn it into, like, this rock that Obsidian. you can destroy. <laughs> um, and they've got other things that modify it. Like, there's a magnetic suit that when you, like, go in the lava, it, it makes the lava, like, you know, spray away from you. Um, and, huh. like, there's this, like, metallic oil that does the same thing. And also you have to manage your heat. So like if you shoot too much or if you hold it down and like launch missiles, your, mm-hmm. your heat rises. Or as you take, like if you take one shot, it turns you to critical. If you take another shot, your, your ship starts to smoke and it crashes. But if you can, you can still somewhat steer your ship. So mm-hmm. if you can steer it into a pool of water, you instantly cool down. Mm-hmm. Or if you like can skid it along ice to get it cool enough that you, you won't die. Or your partner, if he can grapple hook you, before you hit the ground, he can drag you to water or keep you until you can cool off. So huh. that came like gives this fun dynamic while I was saving my son's ass all the time. Yeah. But they have these really cool boss fights, like, you know, old school, like, bosses as big as your screen, like this huge freaking crab that's mm. shooting lava at you and doing all this stuff. Um, <laughs> you... The art design is really cool. It's almost kind of like that cel-shaded type of animation. Called it's, it's called Shooter. Shooter? And, and Shooter 2 yeah. from Pixel Junk. Shooter and Shooter 2 from Pixel Junk. Yeah. Can I get it on Steam as well? Man, it, I don't know if it's Is it PC? only on the PlayStation sure. game? It might be on the only PlayStation game or Xbox. <laughs> Possible, yeah. So, but I highly recommend it. And it just, the play, the Shooter 2 just came out like a, like last week or the week before. And because the end of the game, it has this really kind of cool epic ending. And then, so you think it's finished. And this giant, like, uh, it looks like the slug from Empire Strikes Back breaks through the bottom of the cavern and, like, <laughs> grabs both of your ships and takes it down. It's, like, to be continued. Hmm, and the, fir- the next one starts off, you're inside that creature. Nice. And you're avoiding its stomach acid. It's corrosive. It and sounds you- pretty creative. It is really. Do they weave all the levels together like that? Or have you played it enough to? Yeah, well, I mean, the yeah, yeah. Play the demo? No, I play. I beat the first one, and we've got, like, through oh, the okay. first world, okay. the first layer of the third. Yeah, they do weave together. And I, I haven't said enough about the suits because there's, like, an inverter suit that allows you to. Your suit's, like, in, your, your ship is emanating fire, and now you can swim through lava, but, like, water is 
is is is burnt burns you or freezes you there's mm-hmm. a lava suit where you can actually shoot a stream of lava to eat away at ice and to like build like rock bridges across the water and there's a water suit the tanuki suit where you a turn tanuki into suit, yeah <laughs> but some like and the, what it's cool because the lava suit allows you your grappling hook is beefier and you can like grab onto sections of rock and pull it and like create like dams for the, the stop up water <laughs> and again the, the fluid it's dynamics hard. is really cool like you know, as, as you cool. shoot it splashes and, and, and sounds interesting it deforms around terrain and like a lot of times they'll be like you'll be halfway through the level and all of a sudden, like you'll, you know, an earthquake will happen, and a new shoot of mm-hmm. lava will come out, or a release flammable gas, and mm-hmm. you have to save the guys before they die from environment. Or if you get too wild with your weapons, because there's creatures in these caverns too that you have to shoot, you actually kill them, and they go like, ah and die. What do they do? They go ah and die. <laughs> they sound like when Yoda fell off of Luke's feet. That's exactly what. Concentrate. So. Um, uh, it sounds cool. Um, Pixel Junk was one of those like little indie studios that, when they came out with Pixel Junk Shooter, they got tons of press and they just like turned into this big phenomenon. That was a huge game, yeah. at the time in the indie mm. world. Which and I sound less lame for talking about it because they just released a sequel. So yeah. that's how I'm like, you know, so, much... <laughs> so four years later, because I'm like literally like, and... you should play uh, Castle Crushers. It's awesome, and it came out two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool that you've been playing that. I think that's cool. I th- the most fun I've had, honestly, playing games recently mm-hmm. is when we played board game night. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I was hoping we get house, do yeah. some after action on that because this Definitely. you know, something else we owe the boys, our frenemies from uh, Personal Arrogance, getting us back into gaming. Good we, games. Yeah, getting us back into board gaming. Two games. One is sort of a board, Dominion. More of a card game. Yeah, well, those of us who showed up on time played game. three games, uh-huh. but the, well, the yeah. tardy ones only got away playing two. But Carcassonne, I'll, let's talk a little bit about Carcassonne first because that's the one I've played the most. I played right. it last night actually with great my chick, brother, and my friend. Great chick game too. Uh, great all around game, family game, yeah. uh, girl game, guy game, right? Uh, transvestite, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody can play this game. Right. You don't have to be gender privileged, you know, <laughs> or race privileged. You don't even need a jaw. I hear Ebert yeah. loves Ebert. Yeah, yeah, he'd love it because you're just matching tiles. Like yeah. that's all you do is match tiles, and of course there's strategy to how you match the tiles and where you put your meeples. But because each tile has a little piece of a city, like mm-hmm. like it's got a castle wall or a road or a field, field. Mm-hmm. and as you assemble these tiles, you're actually building cities and fields and networks of roads, and you're building cities that no one would ever build in real life. <laughs> and it's kind of <laughs> cool most nonsensical roads I've y- ever seen. Yeah, and the, I like the fact it's kind of whimsical that there's a perspective, like it's an isometric perspective for each tile, uh-huh. but as you they don't match up, so it looks like sure. some kind of MC Escher uh, city plan. You yeah, know? yeah, sounds uh, fun. I, I did not get in on that. I'm it just... is really fun. It's cool. Next time you'll have to check it and out. And there's not conflict in like the traditional risk sense of the word, but it does get super competitive. I mean, stealing oh, yeah. cities, stealing roads, uh, stealing fields at the end. I mean, there was mm-hmm. lots of swearing going on. Is at the everybody end of those games. against everybody else, or can yeah. you play together? I mean, yeah, you, you can do tacit co-op to screw some other person over. Oh but. yeah, as you could do mm-hmm. with any game, just right. Game it. But it's not like yeah, it's it's pretty much it's it's not co-op at all. Oh, I see. But yeah, just want to touch on it a little bit. Um, the other game we played, like Dominion. you were saying, Dominion, yeah, which I love. I think I thought it was I, a lot of fun. I, I call it, it Magic the Gathering without the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing like Magic the Gathering, really. But it, it does it does it really have is not a lot. The Look, only piece there's of deck it that building, it, there's there's card advantage, there's resources to manage. It's basically only the deck building aspect of Magic. 
I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, because you're not really playing cards, except, yeah. with the one exception being like the witch when we all played, mm-hmm. um, where you're giving other players curses. You're not really attacking Yeah, but you got the players. spy. You're just you got the militia. To, you're, you're just trying to benefit yourself. You're trying to attack the, the economy with a strategy so that you can win. It's basically like you're trying to outperform everybody at the table. Yeah. You're not trying to point guns at them and blow them into oblivion. You know what I mean? It's no, it'd be, be kind of like, more like if everybody at Magic played Control with a little splash of red. Well, I mean, it's it's opposite mm. in the fact that everybody's playing life blue. points aren't going down. You're counting up in victory points. So right. You made a good point, I think, Aaron, on the forums where you're like, because isn't Dominion a European game? Yeah, Euro yeah. game. And one of the things that, and, and the other game that Carcassonne, is that as well, as all, as and then European. and then we played Small World, which is also yeah. European, which is also European. And in all of those games, you made the point that well, nobody ever really loses early and has to go sit in a corner by themselves right. mm-hmm. while everybody else finishes and right. has a good time. Right. I think that's an awesome mechanic, and yeah. it's like totally yeah. true. None of those games, even if you're doing absolutely rotten, right, you still sit until the damn game. Useful says the game is over. And yeah. the other thing is, they have. I like that. It's hard to tell who's winning sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, very. Yeah, like it's especially very. with especially with Carcassonne. I mean, you can you can be a lap down and score mm. the right field and come roaring back. And, well, e- even and in, they use secret counters. Like you don't really know uh-huh. how many people have victory points. You you can yeah. guess who's got mm-hmm. the most. And in Small World, same thing. You keep all your yep. points face down. Keep Nobody them face sees down. them. But in as Puerto Rico, when we played Puerto oh, Rico yeah. at PAX, right. I had no idea who was going to win that game because I was doing. We were both doing awesome, right? And we thought, okay, it's a sure thing. We've got right. this. And then it turns out I lost by like right. fifty Inside. points or something insane. Yeah, not me. I won. <sighs> So you I are. yeah that's I did get my ass kicked by Ian in Carcassonne and, and yeah. like epically kicked by my ass because I didn't understand how fields were scored. So oh, I, and in Dominion, the gardens. Yes, yeah. 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 those are so oh my God. powerful. Yeah, it's subtle too because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what's big deal one per turn? But then you don't realize they stack. Yeah, right. You know, and you're right. actually getting tons. Plus, he did kind of like I did, where he had an engine where he could buy them outright, or he had that like workshop that allows you just acquire a thing that's like four points or less, which a garden is. Yeah. So I, at the end, like you got in, you 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 busted me a little before the end. <laughs> I, I had an engine I could have bought four or five of them suckers per turn. See, I didn't notice when Jim noticed. I only noticed that they were disappearing once Jim picked them up and started <laughs> to take them. And I'm like, why is why is all of a sudden that a hot commodity? Well, we did it on the same turn because I I said something to the effect of like it's time to start switching strategies because I saw where mm-hmm. you were building to. Mm-hmm. I saw where the decks were going. Like every deck was dwindling. Right. And then so it was your turn before mine. You picked up a garden. I picked up a garden on that same turn. We started doing that. And I actually won Small World. And that, felt but, and that was a cool because, yeah. like, the final score is 83, 82, 81, yeah. and then whatever you got. I forget and what that Jim was. Like, was four, like four, five. <laughs> yeah. <points. laughs> uh, but the really cool thing about Small World, if you're going to play this game for the first time, give it a chance. Play it all the way through. Don't yes. say this is bullshit at the I beginning. I thought it was bullshit within I did. 10 yes, minutes. Yes, you I called like, it, and you were like, is... there's no strategy. This is boring. This is stupid. I'm playing. I'm pushing 
cardboard. What's yeah. going on? Up. And then by the end of the game, you guys were both saying, oh, oh yeah. man, there's a lot more strategy here than I thought. Yeah. Like, totally. It's a lot deeper. Um, it's the opposite of Axis and Allies. Where Axis and Allies seems strategic, yeah. and then like 20 games in, you realize there is no strategy. Yeah. 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 Small World is like the first couple, like, I think it took till I first got a race in Decline. Yes, it takes till Decline. To that I like, ah, I understand. Because yeah. now, the thing is, the other hallmark of a Euro game mm-hmm. is that the initial conditions are often randomized. Once you start mm-hmm. playing, there's very little randomness. There's yep. no, like, you know, you're not rolling dice in opposition or drawing cards to see what happens. And you can right. usually, like, if you if you want, there's a lot of choices, and you can get more favorable ones if you pay for them. Mm-hmm. There's, like, trade-offs. But you get to make a choice, and it's a strategic choice. So the way what Small Small World does is that all the, you got, like, what, 14 races? I don't know exactly how many. Or like maybe it's twelve races and twenty four spe- special powers, and they yeah. fit together. Like mm-hmm. um, I had a halfling commandos, mm-hmm. so the halflings have a special power, but then the commandos allowed me to like you know have one less cost to attack things. Mm-hmm. And then you... so you have to dynamically think: How am I going to exploit the abilities and strategy that this particular combination lends itself to and you have to do that multiple times because you're not going to stick with a single race the whole time yeah and you can't, the, the other the, the, well, real quick um the the really smart thing about that is about having more powers than there are races mm-hmm. is we filtered through all the races they came back around mm-hmm. but they didn't have the same powers because right. there were more right. powers randomizes so it randomizes during the game as well that right. was really smart and there's tons of expansions for that game to add more races and more powers oh, if you nice. got bored with the ones you got. But yeah. I thought the other thing that's also common in Euro games is like, so you got six races to choose from. If you take the top one, um, you can just take it. Yeah. If you want to skip one, you have to put a victory point on each race that you skip. Yeah. So like if you go to, to the fourth one on the list, you, you're you're giving up three victory points. Mm-hmm. Those things stay on the cardboard. Mm-hmm. So like even if you've got a really shit race power combination at front eventually after you know several people pass that up it's got four or five victory points on it yeah you're like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take the i'm gonna roll the dice with the rat men <laughs> yeah <laughs> the wealthy rat men the stifled or whatever. rat the, stifled rat, <laughs> the stunted puny rat men the rat men were awesome at the end because they had four tokens on them yeah. yeah, and it was right in that point in the game where I needed numbers. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I could spread out. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm taking the rat man." I got eleven guys. Yeah, and I strong. spread. I wasted like one of your whole decline races. Oh yeah, I was. And and there. then I got four extra points on top of it. So the rat man, like I wouldn't have won without the rat man. That's probably true. Yeah, because you won it's by one. Point, I won by so. one point. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of really nice touches of that game, too, where, like, for example, they ship three – there's four different boards. Oh, two yeah, for, yeah. like, if you're playing with three players or less, and then two if you're playing with, uh, you know, up to five players, which I thought smart because, like, if you played the two players mm-hmm. on the five-player board, it would seem you know, kind of like playing two-player risk. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So it, it kind of scales that way. And I also thought that, like, the conceit that basically, you know, you've got, like, a mountain – 
it's a piece of cardboard and you got fortifications for a piece of cardboard and all your guys are a piece of cardboard you just basically count how many slices of cardboard are on the map mm-hmm. and that's what you, that's how many armies you need to Which defeat it hilarious because yeah. we kept putting mountains well, on. Dude, dude, i totally we, 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 we screwed up like two rules in a big way <laughs> in but, a big way yeah. yeah but we'll know different next time but the yeah. thing about the boards is that's the whole point like if they don't ship multiple boards with that game it's not a small world if you're playing two three right. players which is why you have to you and have it, to it, cre- like or like because risk is it weird that in like a three-player game like people take offense when you place an army in their country because it's like come on man there's space for everybody. yeah why don't you take your continent fucker whereas small worlds <laughs> yeah. like you got no choice you are yeah. going to mix it up yeah. you're gonna run into someone turn two yeah right right oh, for yeah. sure yeah I, I like that crowded feeling yeah it was appropriate small world absolutely yeah and this brings me to a little bit of my juice this evening i've got uh a little small sketch, small I guess juice? I'll say, is uh, yeah. what I'll call it, called <laughs> Peter Rage. Uh-oh. Um, it was just something that I noticed was I had so much fun there, and I was playing with friends around a common table, and I kind of forgot how fun that is to have yeah. that that level of, you know, strategery and interaction with real people. In real time. It had been a while since we did that, yeah. And uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. And then I came home and I downloaded something from uh, the PlayStation, if it's Aaron, but the PSN. And <laughs> the I PlayStation down- game. I picked up something off a PlayStation game and it was uh, a demo for Fall- no, not Fallout, uh, Killzone 3. Oh, yeah. And I played through the demo and I'm a longtime hater of console FPS. Same here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did something different this time. Instead of flipping the the view so it's like an airplane uh, controls mm-hmm. where when you pull down on the joystick, you look up. Mm-hmm. I left it standard. I played the demo all the way through that way. And I actually started to have quite a bit of fun with I always with play console. that way. I do, too. I never I, play airplane mode. I always did. And I was telling Jim on the phone after yeah. I had this revelation. I was like, I actually can tolerate it in this mode. I always played it reverse because Ace Jace, my yeah, he famous plays inverted cousin, mouse. he plays inverted, and he was always like the the most you know popular among the FPS community that I grew up around because he was the most successful at it and won the most awards, most prestige. And I was like, well, maybe that's his trick, is that everybody else is playing. Or his fucked up keyboard layout <laughs> that I inherited. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what does he play? Was he it... plays AZ, controls all. I don't know if he still oh, does, God. but he got me started on that. Yeah. And now I'm all like, play like finger that, fucked. Though? I have to. I could go back and learn to AS, yeah, AWSAD or whatever it is, the WASAD uh, yeah, layout. The, the, yeah. the first time, because when I was living with you, the first time I got on your computer to play a game, I was like, what the is fuck? going yeah, on? Right. Because like, <laughs> why am I like, not moving? You're just crouching and reloading over I and over. I can only <laughs> move left. What's happening? That is weird, dude. It is weird, and it's very limiting. Like, especially as games, like Doom wasn't so bad because you basically had weapon slot one through five or whatever. But as mm-hmm. games have gotten more and more weapons and more and more keys, it's very hard to reach. If you're stuck <laughs> at the extreme ass yeah. corner end of a keyboard, it's very sure. hard to reach. The, uh, they expect you, know. you to be on WSD. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. And, and that's I, and I could I could st- I could like the last when I played Half Life Episode Two, 
mm-hmm. Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Mm-hmm. I actually left the WASAD just to play, just to start getting used to it. That was a challenging it. campaign. And it kicked my ass. Like, to beat the last Strider mission, I'd, just, I'd remap the keys because I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but I think if I did that over years, it would be... And now that I'm not so much in the competitive gaming... You, tra- like, you might as well train yeah, yourself might as well. again. And that's the same thing with me. It's not like I'm going on to... PSN and trying to be really competitive, right. but I just wanted to beat the demo, and I did, and I had a lot of fun doing it, and I noticed, holy shit, there's a co-op you know, mode, mm-hmm. so I put it on, I have two controllers for PS3 now, put mm-hmm. it on co-op, the split screen was beautiful, mm-hmm. like there was hardly any degradation in the quality of the visuals. I'm glad people are still doing split screen. flashback of like the Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. days and GoldenEye and like four of my friends sitting on a couch and having yeah. fun, and then I was like, man, I just had an experience like that, but it was with board games, and what is the internet, do? what is, you know, Steam and online content Online communities are nowhere near. I don't care if you have a Bluetooth headset in and you're screaming at people. Um, it's not nearly as fun as having your friends in the same room mm-hmm. playing the same experience at the same time. And I just got, yeah. like, all all this kind of, like, emotional uh, flashback of how cool that was. That was will, a lot of fun. I will not say that you can't have as much fun, but it's a different type of fun. Like I had, I had a lot sure. of fun in counter-strike clan and a team fortress clan, classic clan. Um, but it was a more competitive, like sports type fun. Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, playing Goldeneye and halo with my brother and board games with you guys is more of a social type of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Which I, I miss that. I like. I really forgot how enjoyable that could be. Because even when I was playing Magic with you guys, I was, unless I was playing with you guys, I was playing in a competitive way. Yeah. And I, then that even I'm, started to influence our games a little bit. Right. Yeah, competitive Magic is, you know, it's a different type of, than casual Magic. Your approach is different. Yep. Your mindset is different. Yeah. You're not you're not ready to laugh and be jovial. Right. You're in battle mode. And you're not, yeah, you're not ready to enjoy even when you make a mistake. Yeah. Because, like, when you're with your friends and you do something silly and you realize, oh, I goofed. It can be funny. It can be incorporated in the fun. Right. Whereas when you're going into this competitive environment with, uh, you know, nothing but winning uh, on the line, then when you goof up, you're pissed. What you guys think about? Because I instituted this rule since it was my house, and I flexed um, that like we weren't going to Chicago do style. like all these new. T- <laughs> yes, we touch wieners before every game, and I thought that that, that thought that reduced attention. Yeah, yeah, did not. Um, but uh, well, again, you, you know, you need to show up on time if you want to touch wieners, Peter. It makes it all official. So anyway, um, I instituted this rule of no take backs because usually when we're playing a new mm, game yeah. or we got learned, we like go easy and we'll like if someone's like, oh, well, I thought it worked this way, we'll try to like somehow half-ass fucked up blend of the rules so it's mm-hmm. like nobody you know i i thought it was since we're all starting the game at on the same footing that it just be ruthless and nobody gets to take back shit if you made a stupid mistake because you didn't understand the rules yeah. well you made a stupid mistake because you understand the rules now you'll learn them next time did you guys like that or was that yeah i think that's the only way to approach it honestly because if you don't approach it that way then you're just reinforcing bad habits right anytime you discover something is wrong about your life if you're smart you'll change that and you'll stop you know habitualizing bad habits you know so yeah i mean it gets you to pay more attention to what you're doing while you're doing it 
And um, oftentimes, like, when he, like, killed all your forces with that dragon, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we could have, like, gone back and undone that, but several things had happened exactly. since then. And we would have had to have taken strenuous amounts of effort that would have pulled us out of the fun to try and figure out how to properly undo it. Plus, so just, like, be like, okay, we made a mistake. Let's play right going forward. Right. And, like, I remember when I first started playing Magic with you guys, you guys weren't really sweating the turn precedence and all that stuff. And then later on, when we got to a higher level, I kind of felt like I was, you know, like, it was unfair that now we're getting, like, really super technical when we should have been technical all along, which I was trying on Dominion, you know, people, it's like, well, I'm not really doing this, I'm doing that, and doing things out of order. It's like, well... Until we know it doesn't matter. I mean, they have this thing structured in such a way, so let's play a proper sequence. Yeah. yeah. Just because later on people won't be like, well, that's bullshit, you know? Yeah, the way I we've always learned played. how to play the game right. the, that the developer made. Because yeah. Dominion, I don't want to play my own game. Dominion, like, if you get bored playing it. the, tw- like, what, 24 Kingdom cards with Dominion, yeah. I mean, each set adds, like, 24 more, and there's, like, four wow. of them. So it's like, you can really get... Like almost an infinite play, which I want to. By the way, I want to get a bunch of those. Well, like, we haven't played all the ones right. that even regular Dominion has. I, yet, I hope but. we play a couple more sessions before we go crazy buying yeah, forty dollars expansions. Because, but because I I love Dominion. I'm going to go home yeah. and play Dominion tonight with, with my girlfriend, <laughs> and I'll probably play it tomorrow night. I'm like I'm I, I that game really scratches every spot that I liked about Magic, and I'm not spending. You know, 20 bucks every time I want to do a draft with you guys. Yeah. The other good thing about, like, enforcing the the rules strictly is everybody's playing by the same rules. So if you don't know the rules, it doesn't matter that you've made a mistake in the rules because everyone has been playing by those same rules. So, okay, what's the harm? Yeah. I mean, okay, so my dragon blew up all your guys when it shouldn't have. Right. Well, had you had the dragon... I would have assumed the exact same thing. Right, right. So I'm all my guys would have been blown up, or right. or the mountains aren't in the same place. Well, everybody's playing with the assumption that those are the mountains. Right, right. You know, it's not and like anybody comprom- had an unfair advantage. Yeah, if you compromise and make up your own half-assed rule to try and compensate for a mistake, then mm-hmm. for one thing, you've not owned up to the mistake, and secondly, you're going to be playing a different game that's probably not been play tested and balanced. Because you're adding new rules that shouldn't really be rules. Yeah. Also, I might have another suggestion for the guys out there. Is like, my girlfriend tried to use the power of the poon a few times to sway the game mechanics. <laughs> like, I'm a girl. You should be nice to me. You blah, mean blah, when blah, I was I over boobs. there? Oh, really? Um, like, and like, Ask Cheek's wife did that all the time. And it drove me crazy. Because like... She would actually influence Orpher and Brian and Gabe, of course. Ah, uh, weak-minded fools. So I was like, like anytime she <laughs> pulled that shit, I just, strategy. I was like, I was like, br- it's like brutal. It's like, no, in fact, I'm going to kill you now this turn. <laughs> N- next time we play, so, I'm pulling out my boobs. Yeah, oh, that's, I guess, I'm like, come on, I got a nicer pair of boobs than you, and mine are covered in a nice pelt of hair. Oh, so, um, but yeah, it's like, uh, guys, don't let your girls do that at the game. If you're gonna let your, if you're gonna let your girls play on guys' night. Don't fucking let them have special <laughs> privileges. If you're going to let them play yeah. during guys' night. This is like the master's tourney. We don't allow women. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, wow. I kind of wow. enjoyed having a day. Wow, I'm blown away. We almost got through cast without being super offensive. No, not possible. No, not no. Ray 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 Blue yonder way. Um, so we're going to do stuff as quick as we've been. We got to do it quick because we're almost in an hour and a half. We're yeah, pushing time. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. We're almost out of digital tape. Stop. Our real-to-real system <laughs> The internet will not be able to contain our <laughs> podcast. 
The Don wants me, Peter, to read this while doing a Waluigi impression. Dude, and if dude. you are a fan of Power Play, you know why this cuts Peter to the bone. Yes. If you does. do the whole email, I just need to leave the room because that will be too much. It's like it's like it's like it'd be like eating five bags of cotton candy. I'm gonna try. I think I'm you should. I best. think you should do every other sentence, maybe, because we can clear our palates. Every other word. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, too, too many jumping jacks for me. I've got to do it all the way. Oh, up. no. I'm all or nothing. My teeth are hurting already. Peter too much Street. Sugar. Here we go. Hello, dear Blue Lander. Mainstream <laughs> and the big budget of video games are becoming more and more generic. Then wait, we jo- wait, this wait is the same impression I did last Even week. Even without <laughs> requesting an offensive racial stereotype, we've got an offensive racial stereotype yeah, accent. Yeah. We got to get away from these that, offensive uh, racial and stereotypes. And you know what I'm accents. actually doing is, is, a, is more of a Mario because I really don't well, know how thing, Waluigi yeah. How does sounds. Waluigi he's, differ from he, Wario he's more, or uh, Mario? Uh, 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 isn't he? I th- he's more Wario He's got for that sure. twisty mustache. I know that. He does. I fucking hate that pedo mustache. <laughs> God, I hate this character. And just you know name. I do, you Don, you... Yes, he knows. Well, how he to was not happy mic. with you uh, oh, hanging, yeah, hanging yeah. the tiny person tag on him. I know because it hit <laughs> it hit home. He made sure that he let everyone know in the forums that he's five eleven in platform heels. <laughs> and oh God! Just because oh, you're seven God. foot eight. If you're gonna have a segment on our show, you got to expect some flack. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and he is the price of interest. He's given as good as he got with his Wario shit. Oh God! All right, so it's it's more of a, it's like a Mario meets a pedophile. Right, <laughs> so it's like actually I've seen that. Yeah. Mainstream and the big budget video games are becoming more and more generic. What the fuck am I hearing, man? This is how Waluigi know, talks. I don't think so. Oh yeah, All yeah. Right. YouTube. Let's go with it. Go with it. The majority of the big budget games seem to mainly be FPS games. He's got he's got a little the bit Emperor. of Emperor mixed yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not only that, but they're all trying to be knockoffs. Now, Call of now he's going Mark Hamill Joker, and I'm not hearing any. This is this is like the T-1000 when he fell into the lava pit. He's just thrashing around every accent. Is going, it's going to be Gollum next. And I'm not talking about the smaller Slurdles, Prashles. Clones with black clouds. going to be Yoda. down. Bleach and modern combat domination. And uh, I'm talking about the bigger budget games. I understand that these companies are in this business to make the money. But I don't see how they are supposed to be successful if they are throwing away originality out the window. Trying to become the next Call of Duty. Oh, we're not even halfway through this. (laughs) Are you kidding me? No. Oh, oh. Oh, Vito, because I'm not understanding any of this anyway. Normal voice. We've done. We've done fan service. All right. We did it as best we, we could. We ate All five right. fucking bags of cotton candy. Enough. All right. Okay. Starting from the top, Peter Street voice. No, just get no? where you're at. Keep yeah. going. Keep, keep going. going. Oh, I don't Power even know through. where I'm at right now. You're not going to lose your point. Oh, okay. Because you haven't made one. <laughs> Throw, you just threw originality out the window. For example, I'll start there. All right. SOCOM 4. I don't know what he's talking about. The SOCOM series has... Oh, I know the series. It's so-so. SOCOM so-so. series has had its own flavor for a while. And it's pretty much, oh, crashed pretty bad with confrontation. And now they're trying to recover by making Call of Duty third-person shooter. Or Prey, which wasn't a game. Great but game. had cool gravity and portal puzzles, but in Prey 2. The developer said those puzzles will not be in the sequel. 
Most likely, so they will try to be Call of Duty with aliens. I love Call of Duty so much because it's a me, Waluigi. <laughs> Stuff. You know, I, every time he said, I love Call of Duty because he spelled it COD or COD, I kept the thing he loves, he loves COD. Cock. No, COD. Oh, my bad. Come on, man. <laughs> the flaky white Atlantic fish. Sure. Uh, it's like extinct because we've overfished. McDonald's overfished it. Fish? What are those? We're in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anybody able it's to like make corn. sense out of that? What's, what's the Don saying here? He's saying that all the FPSs are Call of Duty, which I kind of agree. Just like five years ago, they were all Call of Duty, only They were all World Doom War clones, II. remember? Well, they went Doom clones, and they went World War II clones, and now they're Modern Warfare clones. And, yeah, this is it's the same thing with zombies. I mean, people find something mm-hmm. that makes a lot of money, and then they whore it out. And until, the MMOs are like WoW clones, right? Yep. Until, Everything clones the big one. Until something new comes along, and then everybody will ape that. Like, I can't wait to see all the Minecraft MMO bullshit that's going to be coming out pretty you know, oh, next yeah. year. Yeah, and everybody's comparing their game to Minecraft. Yes, like sandbox even when it's not. this, sandbox that. It's so amazing casting in this room over the course of time with no natural, like no artificial <laughs> lights. Yeah, because it's like you know the. <laughs> It's like I'm in an actual MMO. And We're about ready to be. Down. It's like with that, with our all of our like smartphones and the switchboard here. It's like turning into a rave. Yeah, we just need some techno music. Anyway, yeah, uh, he's he's absolutely right. They follow trends. They ride waves and fads. And that's what happens. I mean, that happens in the movie industry. That happens in the music industry. The oh, my God. Industry. Like the freaking yeah. Guitar Hero. I mean, that went from the hottest yeah. thing ever to not, like, being canceled yeah. in the space of 12 months. In the space of 1,400 games. Yeah. <laughs> and 12 months. Right. Yeah, it's not, uh, I don't think, necessarily a bad thing because they say that uh, the best form of flattery is, you know, imitation, right? So, I mean, it's going to happen. Plus, these publishers yeah. are wanting to cash in. It's kind of like what happened with Atari back in the video game crash the early 80s. They just made so much of this stuff that it got so crowded it crashed under itself. I think the app stores maybe going to go through that same kind of crash Mm because there needs to be some kind of like the Nintendo seal of quality came out and kind of put a halt to it and said, no, there will be standards or you're not going to be on this platform. I think there's some more like you will take our oppressive deal or you will not be on our insanely popular platform, which, which, <laughs> sure. which kind of controls. It does serve as crowd control, though. Yeah. It keeps the riffraff out. Yeah, exactly. If you've just got a sea of crap and there's a gym in there, are you really going to jump into the crap ocean to mm. find the gym? I don't know. But I mean, that's not what he's talking about, right? He's talking about. He's all talking about just games being, being the, the same. same, right? Yeah, because not it, that they're necessarily bad; they're just all the same. But why? Yeah. Do you, okay, okay. Here's the thing: Why do movie execs and game developer execs do this thing? It's like they know they know that if, okay, something made a lot of money, mm-hmm. we're all going to freaking jump on it, and then the next person in will not make money. Yeah, it's going. But to they kill do it. They like they're lemmings. The first lemming makes a shitload of money, and every other <laughs> one just splats into the ocean. Yeah, not necessarily that way. I think sometimes give some com- counterexamples. The, the first competitor will will probably make some money. I don't know. You've got like sure. Duke yeah. and Doom because they did like a different spin, and like you know Half Life did a different. But again, no, I think what the, the keyword is band does shows that. I mean. There, there is room in the market for multiple, but they did it by doing something being mm-hmm. original. Sure, sure, sure. But they, they took the same basic concept and just expanded on it, right? That's why I think 
There's yeah. World of Warcraft, and there's I can name about six World of Warcraft clones that have a much smaller audience, but they pay the bills. And the same is true with like what Stoff is saying here. He's saying that like SOCOM, that series is kind of you know branching into that Me Too kind of thing, and he's talking about Prey. Well, they are still doing sequels, so they must be paying the bills. And Prey is one. I mean, because Prey was this hyped up game that didn't really live up to expectations. That was supposed to be released back when Unreal oh, God, was released. Yeah. But that the thing is, is like, okay, so if you cratered, why, and, but you got a brand that still has, why not try to ape it or do something different? That's by, almost kind of original. By the way, did you hear that Bethesda is doing Prey 2? Is that right? That's absolutely right. Hmm. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like they don't even hmm. do FPS games. That's not well, true. Everything they do is FPS. Brings. Everything's yeah. first person. Everything's first person, but not but first person shooter. Like first what about Brink? Have they ever made a first person shooter? Brink. Brink is made by Bethesda. Yeah, I yeah. guess it is. And that wet game. Well, I guess that wasn't. So first I guess they're person. branching into first person shooters. Maybe more action oriented. I mean, like Fallout and. Um, what is it? Elder Scrolls and yeah, I just remember Heretic that said, uh, and all those were first person plus perspectives. They made all the Terminator games back in the late eighties and nineties. Is how I know that's Terminator I think games. That. Yeah, maybe like these oh are like RPG ish Terminator, but they were FP kind of uh, FPS types. First person perspectives for yeah. sure. They weren't like really high action, right? Competitive first person right. shooters. Which I, I mean, you've got like even okay, so. Talking about how all games are the same, I mean, you had Gears of War, right? So that kind of changed everything to this over-the-shoulder third-person perspective. Cover system. With cover systems and, yeah, and all these, like, uh, Unreal 3 bulky characters and stuff. Um, and now we've got stuff That's like Mass evolution. Effect, which is which right. is playing off of that and is also doing its own thing and turning all games into it. I mean, th- yeah. this is just what happens. But our group of gamers, the gin and tonic group here in Indianapolis, they can't get enough of this shit. Like Battlefield, I'm, I'm oh, Battlefield so back. over it. Oh, I've been too, over it since Battlefield 19. There's a whole bunch of grown ass <laughs> men that can't get enough of this stuff. I, I don't understand it, to be honest. They're super excited about each uh, each release. Why? Nothing I, changes. Dude, what's strange the, about the, that is that they weren't excited about the latest Call of Duty Black Ops. We had, like, two land parties that were hmm. all centered around Battlefield when Black Ops yeah. came out. Well, but Battlefield Bad Company, Battlefield 2 Bad Company 2 had just come out, too. Yeah, that's true. So it's mm-hmm. like, and, and they I just bought it for that on Battlefield 3 as well. So. well they like I the, not, they liked, I wish I had never bought Bad Company 2. Well, I, I paid for <laughs> 7 bucks, so I... I, I bought know. it for, yeah. like, 20 and I regret it. Uh, how can you regret spending I, 7 bucks on a game? I've spent twenty. <laughs> that's how he I doesn't. Can it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Answer my own question. And I didn't even play through the the single player campaign. Oh, I did. It was not good. You said it, it was wasn't boring. That uh, the story was bad. The ending was absolutely terrible. I played through the original Bad, bad uh, Battlefield Two Bad Company, and mm. I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. Bad Company Two just bored the really? crap out of me. Yeah, I was kind of into the. Uh, like, because there were some chase scenes where you're riding along and it's kind of like a rail shooter, mm-hmm. and yeah. then suddenly you're introduced to vehicles, and it seemed kind of interesting. Well, it like felt the, very mass effective. The land parties me. were, I did not get any money's worth out of it because everybody was all leveled up, and we've talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I've yeah. got an article I want to write called How to Ruin a Land Party. Yes. <laughs> oh, I want to read that article because maybe I can figure out by reading it how to save the land party. <laughs> yeah, I don't because know. Because I want to save them. Electronic had... Arts is hell bent on destroying land parties, as they far are. as I can oh, tell. Fuck. Yep. That's a That kind of relates into my Peter Street rage earlier. 
is that you know all this keep it Peter rage. Yeah, you know, this Peter rage is you just, any raging. You know, playing online through a server is one thing, but playing in you know a room, split screen on a couch, or even in a land party where you're actually hosting it locally is just so much more dynamic and fun, even on a visceral. competitive level. Although I did not enjoy Battlefield uh, or Bad Company 2 a multiplayer because basically I spawned and died. Yeah. And spawned and died, and I didn't understand. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Anyway, I think that's enough. We're approaching yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, sounds Ooh. like a cast. Sounds like cast. I'm out of juice. Casting level's critical. <laughs> we're, we're leaking... Radioactive water into I've, this cast. I've got cast burns all in my inner thighs. Too, too, too soon? Too soon? I've got a face Maybe. burn. Yes, probably. Because of Waluigi for five years. Because every time Stafa wants me to do these <laughs> insidious voices, he has like, you know, he wrote War and Peace and sent it as an email. Man, if yeah. I'm Dostoevsky emailed us this week. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I'll make a request, Stafa. If you are listening to this, I will attempt and, and do the worst. Or best job I can, depending on my abilities. Whatever you want to request, but make it shorter, for the love of God. <laughs> Man, if you want me to dance well, around could. and be stupid in the studio. If I was stop, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to send any at all, fucker. You can't get shorter than that. <laughs> but we don't want that to happen, do we? Our yeah. audience is probably saying, for fuck's sake, make it shorter. So that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> uh, go to our website, www.baldmove.com. Uh, go to Twitter account, twitter.com slash baldmove. Go to Facebook. We now have... Facebook.com slash bald move. move. And that is courtesy of A. Ron Hubbard. Thank, thank you, you thank so you. much for setting that up. Our forums are forums.baldmove.com. Dot com. Yeah, you can email us where? I don't know. Do we they have wanna, an email address if they anymore? want to be stopped. That's want... so 1997, man. Yeah. Email. You can't Only beat the Don it. uses that. <laughs> <laughs> Only short It's the Don line. <laughs> we, have a, we have a red email box that flashes <laughs> and sends a klaxon through the ball it's tower. It's the Don phone. Yeah. He actually delivers it to, uh, to us through a, a tube, a bl- pneumatic tube. Oh, sure. Boom. <laughs> it hits in there. Blue yonder at baldmove.com if you want to email us. Yep. Or tube twenty three dash a. Don't send it to twenty four. That goes oh, to my neighbor. God. They are pissed yes. about that. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the cast. Sorry, John, tune in next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. I'm Jim Jones, and I am Peter Street. Aaron Hubbard. Ciao.